Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. I'm Cecilia Lay, and this is Fifth Emission. Nearly one-third of restaurants in California permanently closed during the pandemic. Employment is still down across the industry. The shutdown prompted many Bay Area restaurant and hospitality workers to move away and seek better pay and healthier work environments. As it was for many other sectors, The past couple of years have been a sort of reckoning for the food industry. Issues of equity, labor, and safety have forced restaurants to think about their survival in a new way. It was a time to not only think differently, but radically. What would a new blueprint for a restaurant look like post-pandemic? One that thinks not just about revenue, but also the livelihoods and empowerment of its workers. Picture this, a restaurant where salaries are based on need not job titles. There is no single owner or head chef. Staff members are called worker leaders, and almost everyone earns about $26 an hour with benefits. Also, no one keeps their tips. Instead, everyone contributes it into an emergency worker fund that anyone can access in a time of need. Also, everyone has an opportunity to pitch a new menu item. This place exists. And it's not just some underground collective. As of this summer, it's a James Beard award-winning restaurant. Oakland's Understory is a restaurant that's trying to radically change the food industry. It was launched by a nonprofit called Oakland Bloom. Today on Fifth Emission, Chronicle food reporter Elena Kadvani joins me to talk about how they're trying to do it. Elena's latest series called Redefining Restaurants is a deep dive into Bay Area restaurants that are changing the game. Later, I'll be joined by two collective members of Understory, Diana Wu, a board member of Oakland Bloom, and Janabi Pareja, one of the restaurant's worker leaders. First, let's start with Chronicle food reporter Elena Kadvani. Elena, thanks for being here. Thanks for having me. So, Elena, tell me more about this new four-part Chronicle food series that launched a couple of weeks ago. It's called Redefining Restaurants. What's the aim of the project? So the goal of this series is to give voice to change that we've been noticing that's happening within the restaurant industry right now and to really offer an honest portrayal of how it's going, you know, what's been successful, what's been challenging. And much of this reform was spurred by the pandemic, and we have covered in the past, you know, a new restaurant opening with a new model and it being a very optimistic sign. But the the goal with this was to really dig into what's happening on the ground and what does it look like. So we started with Good Good Culture Club in San Francisco um, was the first feature. And then Fico in San Francisco this week is Understory. And next week we'll end with Zuni Cafe in San Francisco. So let's take a closer look at Understory in Oakland. It's a worker-run restaurant and it just won a James Beard Award this summer. 
What makes Understory a compelling case study when it comes to redefining the restaurant industry? Your story states that it offers a, quote, radical vision for what a restaurant can be. What's that vision? So Understory is doing some really unique things, particularly when it comes to compensation and support for workers. It is structured as a worker collective, which is is not something new. And there are other collective and cooperative food businesses in the Bay Area, which means that employees can become owners and they make all decisions together about how to operate the restaurant. But what I was most struck by at Understory was two elements of their model that I've never heard of any other restaurant doing. One is they pay workers a need-based salary. So they all decided together that, for example, one worker who has children should be paid more than other workers. Um, And they also voluntarily pool tips into an emergency fund that any employee can tap into, you know, if they have a health emergency or there was a worker whose home was damaged by a fire. Um, And so they don't take tips. They just share them collectively in case of an emergency. I mean, someone listening to this could be like, how does that work? That seems sort of surprising. It seems like there's probably incredible buy-in from the people that work there to follow this kind of model, right? Yes, absolutely. And all the the worker owners there say it requires a huge amount of buy-in and commitment. Many of them came from previous restaurant jobs where they felt mistreated or there was no way for them to rise up in a serious way. So yes, this is hard and might seem radical from the outside, but to them, it's a much healthier way of operating. And business model aside, what's it like being at Understory? Break down the menu and the cuisine that's offered there. What can diners expect? So when Understory first opened last spring, they would rotate between different cuisines that are reflective of all the employees' backgrounds, whether it's Moroccan or Mexican. So it's kind of like the menu has changed very often. And now it incorporates many different dishes from different cuisines in the same menu. It's a super colorful, very vibrant restaurant. Um, They just opened their dining room for the first time. So you can finally sit inside um, and enjoy that. There's also a parklet outside of some beautiful murals by a local artist. It feels of the space and the identity of the restaurant. Mm -hmm. You mentioned that there are, you know, other kinds of cooperative food businesses in the Bay Area. What really sets Understory apart? Yeah, cooperative structures are very complex, and I don't pretend to be an expert in them, even though I've reported on them for a little bit. The way they did it at Understory was to create a separate LLC that's owned by the employees, and that gives them control over how to use and distribute the profits. But in terms of the idea of everyone makes decisions collectively, that's the same here. And in many ways, Understory is about much more than the food. And I think this is sort of reflected in the cooperative model also that they host fundraisers for local nonprofits. They screen documentaries on social justice issues. They display local artwork. So it's very much an active community-minded space. So Understory was launched by Oakland Bloom, a nonprofit that supports low-income refugees, immigrants, and chefs of color. How does it specifically help chefs break into the food industry? Understory offers their kitchen space to folks who are in the Oakland Bloom training program that provides mentorship and sort of teaches you everything you need to know about launching their food business. Um, They can also host pop-ups at Understory and get exposure that might be otherwise hard to get. I spoke to one cook who went through that program, um, Sanella, and she's a Bosnian immigrant who worked in restaurants and had always wanted to start her own food business, but she didn't feel like she had the resources to do it on her own. And it can be an incredibly hard industry to break into if you don't have 
the capital or connections. But after she got connected with Oakland Bloom, she went through their whole program and now she hosts regular pop-ups at Understory. And cooks who go through this program also have the opportunity to become owners at Understory, to become worker owners. Um, so there's sort of a long-term path to sustainability and, and ownership. So with Understory's recent recognition from the James Beard Foundation, they won the Emerging Leadership Award, what does that sort of signal to the larger restaurant industry? They're being recognized for doing something radically different here. Yeah, I think it's an important recognition. And it does signal that these are the kind of models that we should be looking at and taking note of. And the understory worker owners had really interesting sort of complicated or mixed feelings about winning this award just because the James Beard organization themselves had this very public struggle with diversity and equity issues. So obviously they're incredibly excited to get this honor and it is a huge honor. But I think to them, it's the, the platform is the most important thing and just getting more exposure and shedding light on what they're doing because they think that just the more people that hear about this, that understand that it is possible, even if it feels radical, the, the more change will happen within the industry. So there's a lot of good things happening here. It sounds like workers are in an environment that feels maybe safer and more enjoyable to be in. They're getting paid living wages, and they're able to also just display leadership skills. What direction does Understory move to now? How do they want to evolve this sort of radical vision for the restaurant industry? They definitely want to grow and they want to hire more people and bring more people into the worker ownership fold. Um, but like any restaurant right now, they are struggling against the tide of rising costs and inflation and labor challenges. Um, the founder of Oakland Bloom, Sean, also has this idea for a cooperative restaurant group, which I also have not heard of. So this would be like an overarching group that runs multiple cooperative restaurants. And he is hoping to find investors so to support that. So even though they're going at the status quo and it's this very idealistic model, at the end of it, it still comes down to finding money and people to support that vision. After a quick break, we'll learn more about Understory's vision. I'll be joined by two of its collective members, Diana Wu and Janavi Pareja. They'll share why the mission of the restaurant isn't just about food justice and what winning that prestigious James Beard Award felt like. We'll be right back. You can support the newsroom that creates Fifth Emission by signing up for unlimited access at sfchronicle.com slash pod or by downloading the San Francisco Chronicle app. At Evernorth Health Services, we believe costs shouldn't get in the way of life-changing care. And we're doing everything in our power to make it possible. Behavioral health solutions that also keep your projections at their best? It's possible. Pharmacy benefits that benefit your bottom line? It's possible. Complex specialty care that cares about your ROI? It's possible. Because we're already doing it all while saving businesses billions. That's wonder made possible. Learn more at evernorth.com slash wonder. But well, we know deeply that the people of color, immigrants, queer and trans people, working class people have always been like leaders. And it's our honor and privilege to uplift this. We happily receive this award with an understanding that it may open up new possibilities for radical experimentations of our work because food justice can't be separate from racial justice. Can't be separate from anti-capitalism. 
Indigenous Sovereignty, Public Health, Disability Justice, and Queer Liberations. That was Janavi Pareja, a member of the Understory Collective, accepting the James Beard Foundation's Emerging Leadership Award this past June in Chicago. He's here now to talk about how Understory's radical vision came to life, and he's joined by Oakland Bloom board member and fellow Understory Collective member, Diana Wu. Janabi and Diana, thanks so much for being on Fifth Emission. Yeah, I'm so glad to be here. Thank you for having us. So, Diana, I'd love to start with you. You're a board member of the nonprofit Oakland Bloom, which launched Understory. What kind of opportunity that did that kind of model present? What were you and the other co-founders looking to specifically disrupt about the restaurant industry? I think initially, before Understory was even conceived, one of the key needs we had um, has really been access to a commercial kitchen and just looking at what are opportunities for immigrant refugee chefs and chefs of color who come from working class backgrounds to really support different ways to make resources available and opportunities available to them. And then that also really grew into a lot of interest in cooperative and collective ownership. And so really thinking about what are new non-extractive models for food businesses that really can enable pathways to ownership. Mm. And Janabi, for you, you've worked at other restaurants in the Bay Area before joining Understory. And here, there's no single owner or chef. Everyone has an equal say on everything from menu prices to wages, and everyone rotates responsibilities. How has that changed the way you think about work, especially as you compare it to your previous experiences? I think this explorations of our project really gave us an opportunity to really rethink or redefine what a um, a just community-centered restaurant industry could really look like. Um, we know in the middle of the pandemic, um, it just really exacerbated the expectations that happened in the restaurant industry. You are praised to be one of the essential workers to be able to feed the people, but yet you're the first one to get cut or get exploited in terms of that work. Um, and an understory for us, it was a breath of fresh air to really understand to what it really feels like to be taken care of and what does it look like for you to take care of other people. Mm. And Diana, I, I know for every business owner, when you start something new, it's about making a bet on something. When you're launching a new business for restaurant owners, it could be something on the menu or a specific appeal that they'd have to customers. What do you think the bet that you and the other understory founders were making at the time of the launch? The bet was like in this time, especially in the time of pandemic, when really the food industry looks like it was at the precipice of really shifting or really the need to shift had become so apparent in the public consciousness that we could really forge a new model and one that can be sustained in community with one another through collective organizing, collective ownership, and that that could offer an alternative or a a blueprint of what a healthier food industry or food business could look like. And what makes Oakland, the Bay Area, such a good place to do this experiment? I would say Oakland has such a strong legacy of political and social organizing, especially among and across immigrant communities and communities of color, that that has really informed the way that we move. Um, That has also really informed the networks that we continue to foster and that we build on. I feel like that 
quality of Oakland specifically has really been important in shaping this opportunity. And then also just the fact that there are so many diaspora and immigrant communities in Oakland. And that is really reflected in our food and in the foods that we center and uplift. So Janabi, on the show, we've talked about the challenges that restaurants and businesses have been facing throughout the pandemic, worker shortages, supply chain issues, inflation. What do you think are the biggest challenges or opportunities that Understory faces at this moment? I think people really discussed or talked about like, oh, it's it's such a shortage or there's just like a scarcity of our, our work. And I think at Understory, we like to think of it and the flip side of it and thinking of it as an abundance. Um, what does it mean for us to actually treat people like the way they want to be treated? Um, when people talk about shortages, it's not because people didn't want to go to work. It's because people found out that like those quote unquote minimum wages wasn't enough for them to be able to live off of. Um, and what does it mean for you to actually get a job that actually has benefits for you to thrive of? Uh, and an understory, a lot of people, I think when we first opened up, thought we were maybe crazy or thought we were like um, <laughs> mm-hmm. out of our mind to what does it look like for us to operate for us it's transformative in the way that hey all of us are getting paid the same but one person has a family of five we know that that actually requires a little bit more support with the infrastructure that we're trying to create I think for us it was around not just framing ourselves as a bar and restaurant that serves great food but it's also a community hub. Um, what does it mean for us to redistribute wealth and resources to the community? What does it mean, mean to be part of it? It's not just opening up or gentrifying a location, but what does it mean for you to um, be part of that community? So this is obviously a different kind of business model. What's the vibe like for everyone who works together at the restaurant? Yeah, it makes us feel okay and not having to feel ashamed in any way if there is a particular support in like mental health. Like there's a priority of us that we didn't want to do indoor dining yet because we weren't, um, we weren't fully equipped or feel okay in terms of community health. Those are some of the key decisions that we wanted to prioritize. Same goes to a priority of what purveyor do we want to choose from? Um, Who do we want to partner up with? I think in previous restaurant that I've worked at, we have to go with the cheapest um, where you can go so you can make the maximize of that profit. And sometimes people are one day away from calling in sick and not being able to make end means. And that's why I think the whole tipping, pooling, and for us being able to share that support of one another has been really transformative and build that camaraderie within each other. Mm -hmm. So Diana, what have conversations been like with the rest of the food industry? Are you and the other co-founders getting a ton of questions on how to duplicate Understory's model elsewhere? How much interest is there now? I think there has been some curiosity from other business owners and how this model looks and really what steps could be toward building out more worker ownership pathways in existing businesses. And so a few organizations have reached out around that, but also asking questions, just noting that margins are slim. So what actually needs to shift might be more fundamental (laughs) in thinking about how businesses are even structured to really make this work and to really center these values. But I think the other aspect, though, that Understory really embodies that is a bit different is that our menu and our identity is also really formed by the worker leaders and owners. Um, And so the menu is reflective of the people who are in the group. And that 
that level of conversation, I don't think we've necessarily had um, beyond more of the business structural shifts. Is a blueprint for understory enough for those that are curious about doing something similar? It feels like this requires being mission-oriented and having the cultural will to start a business like yours. Yeah, I totally agree. I think foundationally to us, and honestly, we had been meeting before understory had a name and, and a real clear idea, but really what we were grounded in is what are our political operating principles that we share. And I think everybody coming together did have a really solid foundation of what was the change we wanted to see in the industry and in models for food businesses. And that really directed how we were able to move collectively to shape this. Um, We've definitely done a lot of work also around like bylaws and thinking through business structures and happy to share those types of resources and also acknowledge that level of political education that we do with each other and that we build as a foundation for how we also move in relationship with each other is just as important. I think people always think that you have to have this mindset already coming into it. But to be honest, what's great about this is that like you'd be surprised to give opportunities to people who's already had experience in the restaurant industry to be just simply asking like, what is it that you would want? Just you wanting to be entrenched with your um, with your workers or with your community gives you that answer. So when people always ask us, like when you center yourself with um, people centered opportunities for your community, your workers, you're going to get your answer. Mm-hmm. So I got to bring up the James Beard Award, of course. Congratulations to both of you and the rest of the Understory team for that recognition. And what a great spotlight for the city of Oakland, too. At the same time, the James Beard Foundation has faced equity issues of its own. So what did winning that prize feel like for both of you, starting with you, Diana? Yeah, I thanks um, for that question. I think the James Beard Awards was actually a conversation we had initially when we heard about that news of how we did want to respond um, and also acknowledge what had been called out um, and the need for change and reforms within that institution, especially since we were offered a platform to really talk about what we're doing, what we're trying to shift, what we're seeing in the industry. Mm-hmm. And so I really appreciated that opportunity to connect um, with others who were inside of that food community and in the industry to discuss those questions is like inspiring people to sustain this model and explore um, and experiment as well. And Janabi, you gave the acceptance speech in Chicago and you called out the equity issues there along with many other really great points. What did that moment mean for you? To be honest, like I think in the beginning stages, we didn't even know that we were nominated or we were going to get an award. It went on the spam. Just as it's a funny thing, it went on our... um, Always check your spam folder, right? Always check the spam folder. (laughs) But I think for for me, it was like a way to really look about how do we want to use this as an opportunity as an organizing model to also engage with other folks to do better at what they're doing. It could get better. This is an opportunity for you to do so. And we're challenging you to do it in your own way and to yourself. Uh, um, to imagine what a society could actually re- really look like and framing it in a different way and not in such a um, 
scarcity. So um, it was great. I'm hoping that this high of, of opportunity isn't just going to be a short term that I'm hoping every other restaurant will soon follow through. I also want to say when you are supporting on your dining at Understory, you're not just supporting the business itself. You're supporting the movement that we are building um, or we, that we are a part of. You're supporting the different farmers that we intentionally build with. You're supporting all the folks that's in our incubation food program. And then you're not just building the wealth within the community and also folks that works here, but you're also building kind of like um, individual power for folks that are typically left behind in a capitalistic setting. We're not just here to make money off of like this restaurant, but also actually building people power in this movement to continue to do this work. Janavi Pareja and Diana Wu are members of Oakland's Understory Collective. To learn more about the restaurant and to check out its delicious menu, visit understoryoakland.com. To support and learn more about Oakland Bloom, the nonprofit that launched Understory, visit oaklandbloom.org. Chronicle food reporter Elena Kadvani's feature on Understory is online now at sfchronicle.com and on the Chronicle app. The story is the third chapter in the four-part series called Redefining Restaurants. You can find her stories on San Francisco's Good Good Culture Club and Fico. Next week, a spotlight on Zuni Cafe. Thank you to Nick Eilerson and Karen Creighton for the production help and to you for listening. <laughs>